The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Daily Intermission Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Brown, and it is episode 27 of season three. How's everybody doing today? I hope you all enjoy your weekend. It was a crazy weekend in sports, obviously, with the World Cup. The NFL was humming right along. The NBA and NHL are alive and well. We still have some MLB news pouring out. It was a great weekend in sports. I'm on an absolute betting heater right now. I hit a big parlay that I had posted in the Chalkboard app, so it's your daily reminder to get into the Chalkboard app. Um... But no, it's been a good weekend in the betting world and the sports world has been exciting. We'll get into all of that. So quarter one, we'll talk about the latest in sports. We know how the episodes are going to be laid out until the new year. And then quarter two, I'm going to talk a little bit about April 2022. Quarter three, we'll talk about May 2022. And quarter four, we'll hop into June in the year in review segment that we've got going on on the podcast right now. But gosh, it's a wonderful time of year. Uh, my weekend was hectic. Uh, I don't do a lot of drinking these days. I'll be completely honest. Um, you know, with with you know running the daily intermission and, and trying to produce content and really just submersed in the sports world on a daily basis, I rarely go out to drink. Um, you know, a lot of my friends have moved on. Um, you know, from the town that I live in, and and um, you know, it's I, I spend a lot of time alone. To be completely honest, um, you know, just really uh, grinding away at this thing. But I've got some good friends in town. Um, you know, a lot of my best friends have returned home for the holidays and that's such a great, it's such a great time of year. Um, you know, the Christmas time with, uh, with people returning home to their families and you getting to, you know, kind of, you know, regroup with, uh, you know, and, and, and meet up with some of your lifelong friends. So, you know, I did that on Saturday night and really enjoyed that. Um, a lot of the siblings of our, you know, of our close friend group from growing up were out and about. So it was a good night. It was a great time to, uh, to meet up with old friends. And obviously too, it's going to be a lot of family time in the next week. So I hope everybody's enjoying their holidays. I hope everybody gets some time off their work and, uh, you know, get some, to spend some time, um, with family and friends because, you know, that's what this time is all about. And, uh, I know I'm really excited about the weekend, but we've got two episodes coming this week. Uh, we'll come Friday. Uh, we'll have another episode. Um, and it's just going to be me, I think, um, you know, it's kind of a tough time right now, uh, to, you know, not only find a, another guest host, uh, but, or just a host in general, but just to kind of reach out to guests and everything. It's a busy time of year and we all know that. Um, but I do have uh, some fun content coming with a guy by the name of Bobby Finn from Boston. Bobby's a uh, a friend of the show. He's a, he's grown a big following on TikTok. He's a hilarious guy. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna bounce off some ideas and do some collaborations in the next few weeks. So you'll check those out on our socials. But let's get into quarter one, ladies and gentlemen. And we ha- of course we have to start start off with the FIFA World Cup. I mean that was so incredible. France versus Argentina. And if you missed this game, well, you missed an absolute heater. I mean, I uh, we've talked about it. How I'm not the biggest soccer fan in the world, but I mean it was truly incredible. Um, it's a two nothing game for the first half into the second half. And then all of a sudden, Mbappe gets a penalty kick, ties it up, and then he comes down and has an absolute volley rocket into the back of the net to make it 2-2, so we go to extra time. And in the extra frame, Lionel Messi scores his second of the game to go up 3-2. Everybody, once again, thinking Argentina's got this. Not so fast. Mbappe gets a PK, ties up the game, then they go to the penalty kicks. 
or Argentina inevitably won. Um, but I mean, what a special moment it is for Lionel Messi. And, and, and I don't follow the football world so closely, but I mean, he's the renowned greatest of all time. I think at this point, uh, there was a lot, there was a long time argument between Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. And we see that all the time on our socials, you know, who, who wins that debate, but you know, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo never won a world cup. And Lionel Messi did, and, and man, he's such a fun guy to watch. His left foot is an absolute rocket. Now, I want to know, this is something, this is just a side note. I want to know who has the hardest kick in soccer. I want to know who throws the furthest. I was watching some throwback tape from the Pro Bowls, and they were having the, like, Tom Brady, what is an old school Tom Brady, it's early 2000s, Peyton Manning. Um, gosh, there was a bunch of other guys. Uh, just throwback quarterbacks. Doug Flutie was in the mix there. But they were seeing how far they could throw the ball at the Pro Bowl. And I think, like, how exciting would that be to see Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and these guys, you know, Justin Herbert, just absolutely launch it and see how far they could throw it. I bet you some one of them hits 80. I think a guy hit 73 yards in the old Pro Bowls. I don't think they do that anymore. Like, I want to see, and I want to see in the in, in the MLB who throws the fastest. Like, I know people are saying, like, they might blow out their arm. Well, get a sufficient warm-up, and you're throwing, like, you know, say five pitches as hard as you can. Like, that happens in a game. So, uh, I want to know who kicks the hardest in soccer, but you know, awesome for, for Lionel Messi and awesome for Argentina. And I mean, what an electric event that was. And I think all in all it was successful. I'm just going to grab my coffee here. Um, all in all an excess, a successful event. Uh, but as Ted and I talked about, it'd be interesting to see what happens with all the infrastructure that was built for the world cup in Qatar. As we know, Qatar is a very isolated country and not a very big country. Um, and now they're going to have, you know, all of these facilities that they had to host the world cup. Uh, but let's fast forward. I mean, in 2026, we've got a three-country host, Mexico, the United States, and Canada, and thrilled about it. Um, hopefully, Canada can you know build towards having a more stronger performance. But if we look at it, I mean, we had two teams, Morocco and Croatia, out of their group that went on to be a top-four team in the FIFA World Cup. They both made it to the semifinals. So uh, I think that's you know that's a, a positive sign for the Canadian football team a Canadian soccer team and I think that uh, you know things are, are, are in, you know pointing in the right direction for them to have a stronger performance in um, gosh in uh, in 2026 so we'll see what happens um, I'm hoping that uh, that Canada can can get some more prospects get the farm system going and and, and you know really put on a show but um, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens Um I mean, okay, we've got to start off on Saturday. So Saturday, there was three football games. I love in December, as we get closer to Christmas, they have, uh, you know, football games. We've got a full slate coming on Saturday, uh, Christmas Eve, and then we'll have a few on Christmas Day. NBA is kind of the Christmas Day uh, for me. My little brother and I usually parlay the five games. It's kind of a it's kind of a tradition. Not only money line wins, but, you know, try to get some statistics in there as well. Just, just huge parlay heaters for Christmas Day. I mean, that's, that's almost inevitable uh, when you get sports on Christmas Day. But... Christmas Eve will have a full slate of football, which is awesome, but the Colts on Saturday. I mean, I don't know. Matt Ryan, I mean, where does Matt Ryan fit on the choke artist in sports history? It's got to be up there. Now losing a Super Bowl 28-3 to the Patriots and now being up 33 nothing at half. I mean, you really just have to get a few more points. Just have some prolonged drive with the run game and you win. But Kirk Cousins, you like that Comes back, leads the charge. The Vikings come back and beat them in overtime. I mean, that, I think that stunned the world. I mean, people were tweeting left, right, and center about how the Vikings are pretenders, how they're frauds, and they come back and beat the Colts. Oh, my goodness. What an absolute thriller that was. 39-36. to 36. 
Jonathan Taylor, uh, early in that game, hurt, I think, his knee, and he's done for the year. So fantasy owners, I mean, I made a list the other day about some fantasy players that really were disappointments this year. Obviously, Javante Williams from the Denver Broncos, a lot of people were high on him. He got injured earlier in the year. Uh, Cam Akers was like, I think he was like a mid tier RB2 that a lot of people were drafting. He didn't have a great year. And then obviously the renowned first overall pick, Jonathan Taylor, did not have a great season. Uh, so fantasy owners were definitely disappointed uh, with the performance of Jonathan Taylor. And that sucks for fantasy owners too, because as we're into the playoffs, I've got one team left alive out of my three teams. Unfortunately went down in my most important league. Um, so I obviously very disappointed about that, but it's, it's fantasy playoff season. And it, it takes a lot of luck. You need your guys to go off. Uh, Joe Mixon obviously didn't have a great performance uh, for me on the weekend. Alvin Kamara, that Saints offense just doesn't doesn't give him the ball enough. Doesn't give him enough opportunity to go off. And and uh, and next year he might be facing some. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the uh, with the Alvin Kamara assault case uh, from the Pro Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping you guys are all, you know, still alive and well in fantasy. Maybe we'll get uh, a little update in the chalkboard app later on the Patriots and Raiders. Okay. I was a little bit hungover on Sunday and, uh, I didn't have a lot of emotion when it comes to watching my beloved Patriots, but at the end of this game, I was losing my mind. Uh, so the Patriots are up 24, 17 with about three minutes left. The Raiders drive score, make it 24, 24, so, Patriots, all right, just run out some clock. There's not much clock left, like 30 seconds. Just run out some clock, get it to overtime. Uh, you know, maybe you can, you know, get the ball first, go score. Um, but they decide to run the ball. Last play of the game, Ramondre Stevenson goes for a nice run, probably like a 30-yard run. But then he decides to lateral it back, to, to look for the Miami miracle. They're looking for the fumble ruski. They're looking for the miracle play to tie the, or to win the game. And he tosses it back to Jacoby Myers, who decides to throw a 30-yard bomb back to Mac Jones, maybe one of the more unathletic quarterbacks in the league. He's the last guy standing, can't throw it forward. He's one-on-one with Chandler Jones. It was maybe the biggest blooper in sports recent history. Chandler Jones says, thank you very much. He picks it off, runs over Mac Jones. Mac Jones making that tackle was unbelievably unathletic. Chandler Jones takes it back to the house in the final play to win the game on a... Hail Mary backwards to Chandler Jones, the opposite team's tight end or uh, defensive end. It was, I mean, that we all saw that play. I, I am just still astonished that that went down and the reactions. I can't even imagine what Bill Belichick had to see. He probably didn't say much to the team and I'm sure they won't even watch the play on film. And I mean, things happen in sports where it's a bonehead decision, but Jacoby Myers, like, what were you thinking, dude? What was that? Patriots go down to the Raiders. The Raiders season is still alive. The Patriots, that really hurts the Patriots playoff hopes. But my gosh, that is an absolute choke job by the New England Patriots. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got off to a hot start versus the Bengals. They were up 17-3 to at the half. The Bengals come back, have 27 unanswered points to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I mean, they're... I look at this Buccaneers team and, and a lot of people are like, I think, you know, more heat should be on Tom Brady. I mean, you got Russell Gage, you got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got some tight ends that are serviceable. Your running backs, this Rashad White kid's not too bad. Um, Leonard Fournette. I mean, you have weapons. Their offensive line, I guess, is is fairly depleted. Um, but there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that'd be begging for weapons like that. And he's just been brutal. 
He hasn't been good. He's getting the ball out of his hands like in like 1.7 seconds. Like he's just ch- a check down machine. Uh, their defense balled out in the first half, but uh, but did not look good in the second half. And and uh, the Bengals ended up beating the box. So the Bengals continue to be on a little bit of a heater. Uh, they're probably going to win the NFC North. Um, you know, with uh, with Baltimore kind of lagging a bit with their loss to the Browns this week without Lamar Jackson. So um, the Bengals continue to impress, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jaguars. We've got to talk about the Jaguars because this is such a fun story. Dougie P. Dougie Peterson, obviously, after being fired from Philadelphia, took the year off, took the job in Jacksonville. It has Trevor Lawrence buzzing, but they're playing the Cowboys. They end up going and score a late touchdown to force overtime. And then Dak Prescott throws a muffin pick six in overtime. Jags walk them off. Trevor Lawrence in his last five weeks, 13 touchdowns, one interception, around 1,400 yards passing. This guy's he's becoming what we expected Trevor Lawrence to be. And this guy's just going to grow. This guy might end up being, you know, in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. He looks tremendous. He makes great decisions with the football. Four touchdowns and one interception this week against Dallas, that that Dallas team that likes to get after the quarterback. Um, but he looks fantastic. I'm really impressed with what I've seen from Trevor Lawrence. Zay Jones had three touchdowns. I mean, Zay Jones, remember him in Buffalo, bounced around in Oakland for a little bit. Now he's in 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 Jacksonville and Chris Chris Kirk, a Christian Kirk has had a fantastic season. Evan Ingram seems to be a nice safety blanket. Uh, Travis Travis Etienne in his full se- first full season had 100 yards on the ground. So maybe this Jacksonville Jaguars team might be a team that can take a step next year in the AFC South. I mean their playoff hopes are pretty much diminished this year, but I think next year, I mean this team, you know, they could make some serious noise. And I'm all for it. I'm a Jags guy. I'm a Jags guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been exciting to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and Trevor Lawrence been just tremendous as of late. Moving into the NBA, Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant continue to impress. I was watching the Raptors play this weekend against the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, obviously Kyrie hit a three-dagger to win the game. But, I mean, with all the heat that Kyrie takes, all the media, he is still one of the greatest scorers in the NBA. He's so fun to watch. He's so tremendous around the, around the rim with the, his ability to lay the ball up. And his shooting is, is unbelievable. Kevin Durant, obviously, we clearly know what he brings to the table. Uh, they've won six straight. They're 19 and 12. I've just been I've been infatuated with the Brooklyn Nets as of late. I, I had Ben Simmons in that game, in that Raptors game, over eight and a half points. And, man, he threw down some serious dunks. Um, and I don't think Ben Simmons is playing that bad, and I don't think the stat line can really showcase, paint the picture of what Ben Simmons is doing. He's a real facilitator with the ball. He's a massive point guard. Um, but I've been impressed with this uh, Brooklyn Nets team, and they are on a heater. So uh, obviously they're responding to their new coach uh, better than they had with um, with Steve Nash. So the Brooklyn Nets on a heater. Uh, speaking of heater, the New York Knicks, a team I never talk about on the podcast. They're doing fairly well. They're 17-13. and 13. They're in the sixth seed right now in the East. And Jalen Brunson, who they brought in from Dallas on the offseason, R.J. Barrett and uh, and Julius Randle have been a solid big three for them. Um, are they a big three that can make some noise in the playoffs? Absolutely not. I mean, clearly we know that they're not going to be a dangerous team come playoffs, but I thought I'd you know I'd give them a shout-out. Last shout-out of the NBA, Anthony Davis will miss a month. I mean... Oh my god! This guy, he he, he starts to you know find a re, you know good form. He, he was the best player in the NBA for a week and a half. I mean, he put up fifty five in one game, like forty nine in another, and you're like, okay, you know maybe the Lakers can go on a little bit of a heater now. You get LeBron healthy, you know you got Russell Westbrook kind of emerging into his sixth man role, and then you get Anthony Davis who just goes down like the absolute bandit that he is, and he's going to miss a full month. It's unbelievable with this guy. 
you hate to see it. He's going to be just sitting in street clothes like he does. Like he misses so many games. I didn't bring up the statistics, but I got to see how many games that guy's missed in the last few seasons because it is, you know, it is eye-opening. Just quickly in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks have announced that there's only one player on their team that's untouchable, and it's Elias Pettersson. So this is a team that's kind of in no man's land. I mean, they're not going to make a run. They're not good enough to compete in the Western Conference for a Western Conference title, let alone a Stanley Cup run. So, I mean, they've got a GM that's going to be active. This guy's not afraid. It's Jimmy Benning, Jimmy Rutherford. I, I forget if it's if it's Rutherford or Benning. Uh, but he's going to make some moves. Uh, I was just listening to uh, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick talk about how these guys are going to make some moves. Um, JT Miller obviously just signed a long-term uh, this offseason. Is he a guy that could get moved? Because after this season, uh, his contract sets in and he does have a no-move clause. Um, but Horvat having a phenomenal season. He's got over 20 goals already. Obviously, would be a nice centerpiece for a team that might need some help down the middle. There's some pieces that are certainly attractive. I mean, Brock Besser's had a terrible couple of years. Um, so, I mean, there's guys on that team that are fairly attractive. you got Connor Garland who can buzz around, playmaker, kind of a tweener guy, a second, third liner. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what teams target Vancouver for some players. Uh, we know their decor is not the strongest, so uh, but Tyler Myers might be a guy uh, that's worth bringing in because, as we know, in the playoffs, it never hurts to have a, you know, a, a big back end. So... It's going to be interesting. That's a team to circle and to take note of is the Vancouver Canucks because it could be a fire sale pretty quickly. The Philadelphia Flyers, they are having a rough go. It's its time to rebuild for them, and, and I know that market's not uh, not in the mood for a rebuild, but I mean, if you think about the Philadelphia sports right now, I mean, you've got the Eagles, who are definitely a Super Bowl favorite. You've got the 76ers, who are going to be an Eastern Conference playoff team for sure. Um, the Phillies went on a, you know, a superb run in the MLB and you've got the Flyers right now who just need to kind of take a step back and, and write off a few years. And, um, they just, they just announced that, uh, Cam Atkinson is going to be done for the season. Uh, we haven't seen Sean Couturier, pl- Sean Couturier play this year. Um, you got Kevin Hayes, who's their leading scorer being healthy scratched. I'm assuming that they're going to move on from a guy like, uh, James Van Riemsdyk. Um, Carter Hart's played well. They had a win the other night. He had 48 saves, but they're just they're just not good enough. Uh, Tony D'Angelo stepped away from the team. I think he's he might go into the re, like the uh, player assistance program. Don't quote me for that, but they're just they're just, it's just a struggle right now in Philadelphia. And John Tortorella's got to be frustrating. I mean, that's a guy that's going to have hair like me pretty soon if they he's he's got to deal with with a team like that. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers, but they're, in my opinion, are certainly ready for a retool or I would think like a quick rebuild. I know they've got some solid prospects. If you can maybe get in the lottery and have one of those top three, top four picks who we all know are, are projected to be studs, um, could, could pay off some serious dividends uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Just finally here in quarter one, talk about the latest in sports. Some new details have have been emerged uh, from the 2018 sexual assault case. Uh, apparently, that uh, they the London Police has announced that they have evidence to charge at least five players from that 2018 World Junior Team in a sexual assault uh, type charge. Obviously, we saw that Alex Formanton is signed in Switzerland. I talked about it a, a little bit <clears throat> about. Alex Formanton and him signing. Um, obviously, I think he's probably a headliner name in this case. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who the other names are. Um, but I bet you we're getting closer to them, um, you know, laying some charges in this case. So very scary. Obviously, you know, a terrible act. Uh, you can read about it online. Uh, it's a very graphic scene um, from the hotel at the 2018 World Juniors um, in London. 
Um, but yeah, uh, just a you know just a disgusting act from uh, you know and and really a predator act on a on a female who was very intoxicated. So um, you know they're gonna have to uh, pay for for the crimes they've committed, and, and it's gonna be interesting to see um, you know some of the names in the NHL and the National Hockey League who will be losing their jobs uh, due to the uh, 2018 hotel scene. Uh, from the World Junior. So uh, that's a case worth reading about. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on that. And and I think Alex Formington, I, that may not be f- fair for me to say, but I mean, all signs point to him signing in Switzerland, not being signed by the Auto Center, just him being kind of the front headliner name. But there's a bunch of NHL players that were on that team. So we'll see what happens. All right. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Folks, that's that's it from the latest in sports. Obviously, it was a great weekend. There's more headlines, but I missed them. Uh, let's move into April 2022. So obviously, January, January, February, and March were great months, but April brought more news. Coach K coached his last game. Um, I mean, what a tremendous career he had, obviously coaching the U.S. Olympic teams and Duke for so many years. But that was such an emotional uh, goodbye for Coach K uh, from his, you know, retiring from Duke and, you know, all the NBA players that had played for him uh, at the Olympics and and just, you know, on the world stage, you know, all the salutes that he had. And, you know, definitely one of the greatest men's basketball coaches of all time. Certainly maybe, you know, the GOAT college coach. But the the salute of Coach K headlined April for sure. The Masters and Tiger returning. How could we forget? Tiger Woods comes back after you know, you know, we haven't seen him in in, in months, and and uh, he comes back. He ends up making the cut at the Masters. Ended up shooting plus thirteen, um, but in the first round, it was hole six. I will never forget this, and he hocked an absolute dart. You know that par three at the Masters. It's hole six. It's like 180, 90 yards. And, uh, there's a big dip down and then it goes up. It's like almost over like a, not a ravine, but it's kind of that type of par three. And he absolutely hocked one. And I was like, he's in the mix. So obviously this weekend too, uh, at the PNC championship, I guess I didn't really talk about that too much. Shout out to VJ Singh and his son jazz, um, winning the PNC championship, but Tiger played phenomenal. Charlie Woods, little, little, kind of cringy at times I'll put it I mean a 13 year old limping around with a sprained ankle um you know when you're that age you recover pretty quickly I don't remember being injured uh, to that magnitude especially being injured on the golf course but anyway that was a little cringy for me but Tiger and Charlie uh fun to watch um but Tiger played really well on the first day like he hit some incredible shots one that stood out to me was they had a 66 yard wedge shot over a bunker to a pin that was tucked to it in the front he flopped it up to about a foot uh, he's back but Scotty Scheffler won the Masters, and, and his his heater continued. Uh, this is really when Scotty Scheffler's name started to you know make you know, started to circulate around the PGA Tour. Like this guy's here, and this guy is an absolute player. Uh, so Scotty Scheffler won the world, uh, won the Green Jacket at the Masters. Tiger made his return to golf. And the MLB lockout ended. Remember the remember the 99 day MLB lockout. This is something that I had forgotten about. It was the second longest lockout uh, in MLB history. But yeah, there was a big work stoppage in the MLB. Um, but they got things figured out back on track. Uh, so that ended in April. Um, and, uh, and was the first female coach ever in, uh, in MLB history for the San Francisco Giants, Alyssa Nackin. So she was the first ever, 
on-field MLB coach, uh, female coach to coach in the MLB. So that was big news in April. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. How could we forget Miggy? I mean, that was must-watch TV for a long time. Had his 3,000th hit uh, for a long time. It was Detroit for the only time throughout the season. Detroit Tigers were must-watch baseball. Um, Austin Matthews became the Toronto Maple Leafs leading all-time single-season leading goal scorer. I think he had 64, 65 goals last season. Um, passed, was it Marcel Dion? Who did he pass? Uh, I forget who he passed uh, for the single-season record, but... Austin Matthews had a monster year last year in the goal scoring category, obviously won the Rocket, and then the league MVP as well, uh, the Hart Trophy. And then Toronto lost its fifth straight Game 7 in the playoffs. Just an absolutely cold run for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And how who cannot think that that was one of the major headlines from April, them losing a fifth consecutive Game 7. Obviously, they lost to Tampa Bay. Um, we'll see if they can make it six this year. So that's the recap from April. Moving moving into quarter three, May 2022, and it was the Kentucky Derby that made headlines early May. Rich Strike, 80 to one, won the Kentucky Derby. I'm not a big better on the ponies, but I know on the chalkboard, we try to check in on it. And when there's big horse races, we we try to get a narrative. And there is some actually some folks in the chalkboard app that have some decent horse racing narratives. So if you're not in there and you want to bet on the ponies when when the big events come around, make sure you're in the chalkboard app. Nikolai Jokic exits the NBA playoffs early, but when he flies back to Serbia, I think he's Serbian, he wins his second straight MVP. So Nikolai Jokic won his second straight MVP. Iga Swiatek, women's tennis star, won 35 straight Grand Slam matches. So what an incredible run. It was the second best in the last 25 years in women's tennis. Uh, So what a freak of nature Swiatek is. Uh, and then the NBA was the NBA playoffs were a bunch of heaters on the go, but the conference finals ended up being the Golden State Warriors and Phoenix Suns and the Celtics and Miami Heat. Uh, so the, the the NBA playoffs were, were great heater. It was the actually the new system where there was playing games from the the uh, what is it the eight uh, eight plays shoot seven plays nine eight plays ten. And uh, so that was that was the, uh, the the first year of the new NBA format. So that will be back in in, uh, in progress this year as well. So the six teams all get a buy into the first round, and then uh, seven to ten play off for these last two seeds. Uh, the New York Rangers went on a, a Cinderella run in the NHL. That was a, a great story out of last year's playoffs. I mean, Igor Shosturkin really uh, came onto the scene. That young line of Philip Heedle and, and Alexis de Lafreniere and Capo Caco played so well. So that was definitely a great story. They ended up losing, obviously, to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the conference final. And the Battle of Alberta was exciting. I mean, remember Calgary and Edmonton going at it and Dreisaitl playing on one leg and Connor McDavid looking so phenomenal and... Uh, but Edmonton ended up losing to Colorado, and the the Stanley Cup Finals was set. June quarter four. It's just a bit of a hum fest here with these these recaps. Uh, but I hope you guys all get a, a, a you know a nice memory from some of these sports headlines because I I know I forget about it. I mean I talked about it last episode about how it's how fast it seems like the year goes by, but how many things happen and how many headlines, uh, you know, just kind of dissipate in, in our memories. But Brittany Griner was arrested in June, 2022. Obviously we know recently she was brought home uh, in a prisoner exchange, but she, her, she was arrested in June, 22, uh, for the weed oil. The first live golf event was released in June. And this is when we found out DJ gone. Brooks Kepka gone. Patrick Reed gone. Bryson DeChambeau gone. I mean, just names after names after names being announced. Joaquin Neiman. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys on, you know, as I'm talking about that, there's a lot of guys that I miss on the PGA Tour. 
what a shame uh, that's been the the Live Golf Tour. Uh, what a divide that is in the PGA Tour and, and the Live Golf. And, you know, it's just such a shame because, you know, we want those guys on the PGA Tour. We want the best golfers on the PGA Tour. And, you know, with that clown system that they've got over and Live, the team three-day shotgun event is just such a clown act. Nevertheless, the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics to win their fourth NBA championship in recent history. Uh, just unbelievable for Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and uh, Andrew Wiggins, Canadian, gets his ring. So Jordan Poole, a great run by the Golden State Warriors, and they ring up the Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, Nova Scotia native. Um, you know, a team that had been scratching the surface to go on a run, but they finally get it done. Darcy Kempfer, I mean, just just an incredible run. You know, the Johnsons, Eric and Jack on the back end, and and uh, a guy like Andrew Cogliano. I mean, there was just so many guys that was exciting for Gabe Landis Cog and Rantanen and Lekkinen played so well. And just a really nice story for Colorado to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, who obviously were in their third straight Stanley Cup. But what an incredible month June was for sports. And we'll continue to recap in, in the episodes to come. But uh, I know it's just a short one when it's just me doing the monologues, folks. But make sure you're on all the socials. Make sure you're spending an extra time with the family. Um, you know, make sure you're having a few rum and eggnogs. It's going to be a busy week in sports. Obviously, um, you know, we've got Saturday with the full NFL slate. We've got Sunday games. Um, you know, Christmas Day is going to be exciting for betting. So, uh, you know, I won't wish the audience a Merry Christmas yet because we do have one more episode coming out on the 23rd. But uh, listen, everyone, enjoy your days. Have a fantastic week. We'll be back. See you, boys. <laughs>